Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. Geographically? Geographically. Geographically. This is cool. So I would say make sure that pretty face is shown. Yes, true. They're going to want to see that thing. They're going to want to see that thing, Alan. That face. You good? Ready? gentlemen welcome back to another very special as always episode of the hyperconscious podcast we hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we sat down with michael the super coach bert today we are going to do a small talks episode on the word shame before we do uh we just want to say happy memorial day and we want to thank the people who gave the ultimate sacrifice so alan and i can do what we love in the freest country in the fucking world yeah i second that absolutely i try to think about being grateful for some of the sacrifices that have been made. All good things come through some form of sacrifice, and a lot of times that sacrifice is things that we didn't personally see or feel or experience, so that's huge. Before we jump into this episode, though, I want to give you a friendly reminder to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com and click on join hashtag hyperconsciousnation. Seriously, folks, starting your days off right is absolutely critical. I've recently fallen off my morning morning routine a little bit due to some personal family stuff going on. I think uh, little Shiloh got locked in the car okay. at a supermarket for a little while, so I had to like get up and, and go Shiloh. get little Shiloh, bring them the key. Um, but the point is, is the way you start, and the whole day was a shit show after that. Uh, pardon my French. Yeah. And so, kickstarting your days off right is absolutely critical for productivity. The morning minutes are going to help you do that. I, um, I told Alan before I want to make sure we do a little bit of something for Memorial, Memorial Day because I, the one thing I will always say is like I am not, uh, people say I'm brave, I am not that brave. There are a lot of people out there that are far more brave that are willing to go wherever they need to go in order to keep us free and safe. So I'm very, very appreciative of you if you're listening. And uh, yeah, it means the world to us. Yeah, we can't take that stuff for granted. So real quick, should we define shame? We should, as we do every time, we should. Okay, so this was actually a definition on Google that both Kevin and myself came up with, came up with, Mm -hmm. looked up, um, and here it is. A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And in this definition, consciousness, again, is awareness. So your awareness of your own wrong, quote-unquote, or foolish behavior. The one thing that I wanted to say first to kickstart this episode off is when you break your own rule book, your own rules, that's typically, I believe, when you feel guilt or shame. 
And it's what we do with that negative emotion that I think matters most. So I told Alan, I was researching this, you know, this episode, trying to figure out where am I going to go? What points do I want to make? What stories do I want to tell? And I told Alan, this is, shame is a lot, uh, it's, it's far deeper than I expected. Right. It's far more complicated than I expected. There's embarrassment. Uh, it's connected to a lot of different things. Right. Right. So basically what I came up with, just as an easier definition to help me understand it is, it's a violation of cult- cultural or societal values, but it's something that doesn't leave. So what I said to Alan was, if we're walking down the street and I trip and fall, mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed. If people see me, I'm embarrassed. <clears throat> I'm not right. ashamed of that. That's not a behavior. That was an accident. I tripped and fell. Okay. Now, something that you could be ashamed of or feel shame about is something that you feel about yourself every day. So if something I was thinking is like, say for instance... You know, a 45-year-old man who was not a good father and lost his children and is now like an alcoholic or a drug addict because he he manifested his shame in that way. Interesting. Because that's part of him now. That's part of him. Like, every time he meets somebody, his identity is that. Not necessarily even to the person. Consciously, they might not even know. Right. But to him, he's the dude who wasn't there for his child. Right, and this is this is my interpretation. So I don't know if this is actual. No, this is already fire. But in my mind, that's that's what shame. Shame is something like it's not a momentary thing. It's attached to you as a person. Right, it's something you are attaching a meaning to something. In this case, yeah, not being a good father. And again, good father is predicated on what his definition of a good father is. And and so maybe along the way he was a good father. If his if he looked back in reflection and his definition of what a good father should have been is different, um, I'll I'll give an example without saying any names. I have a friend of my, a close friend of mine's father who said that if I could go back in time, I wouldn't have spanked my child. And you know, I don't know if if you're listening out there, maybe you were you know spanked, maybe you weren't. But what this person said to me, this is actually a mentor of mine, he said. In hindsight, I wouldn't have spanked my child because I think it instills fear in them rather than inspiration. I would rather lead through inspiration than through fear. Um, And so if he could go back... But here's the thing. His definition of what, quote-unquote, a good father is has changed, and therefore, in hindsight, he might be ashamed of spanking his kid, even though at the time he thought spanking a kid would help. help. I don't don't know if if shame and ashamed are the same things even. Mm. I am ashamed of something I did. I live in shame because of something I do. So one of them is acute, in, in, in other words, think. like in the moment, and the other one is like over so, the So another term. thing that I read was shame encompasses the entire self. So, th- so one of them's attached to your identity. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I think like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So before this episode, we were talking about something that... I don't want to use like specifics, you know. You know what I mean. But <laughs> you're gonna call me out. No, 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 <laughs> oh, okay. no. Because no, no, no. I was, I, w- <laughs> I was very late today. No, and no, I was no. Ve- this is oh, about okay. me. Oh, okay. It's not right. always about you. Okay. <laughs> um. So we went. We went to an event one time. I had a couple, four or five glasses of wine. Oh yes. And we were dry. Somebody was driving us back, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he had been in eleven car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little buzzed. And I was making more jokes than I normally would, and like to at the, his expense, at his expense, to right. the detriment of this man who is a nice person. He he does not deserve me to be belittling him with my dumb wine drunk jokes. So mm. that's something that to this day I I've never forgotten that I I am 
ashamed of my behavior that day. That is, that is not an accurate representation of who I am, my core beliefs and values. Like, that does encompass me as a whole. I'm you, better than that. <clears throat> you definitely are. I'm a better human being than that. I would argue that in that moment, you broke your own rule book a little bit. Your, your own standard. Which, by the way, after this, we're doing an episode yes. on raising your standards. But So, do you remember... Kevin once came to me and asked me, Alan, based on where I am in my current journey, what book do you think will be most valuable for me right now? I've asked you that several times. Yeah, you have. That's a great question. Several times. Um, But I I recommended at first, this was a while ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I recommended Your Erroneous Zones. Ah, yes, I did. By Wayne Dyer. Yes, yes. Yeah, on, on Audible. And I was reading that earlier to research for this episode because Wayne Dyer is very, I would argue that shame is something that he would call an, an erroneous zone. In other words, something that needs to be consciously worked on in order to <clears throat> move forward in life. So he said this, It is not the circumstances that dictate how we feel, <clears throat> but rather how we decide to process those circumstances. The reference I made earlier to one of my mentors, it, it's how he, he changed how he was processing spanking his child. right? And so in your case, you're looking back on that moment with you know, in the car when you were making jokes at someone else's expense and you're feeling shame because you're processing that, those circumstances in a way that's making you feel that way. Now, to me, I think what matters is <clears throat> what do we do when we feel shame? So personally, I think every negative emotion is a signal trying to indicate positive change. I think it's interesting because, again, when I was reading, like, Shame can manifest itself in several ways. You can blame other people. You can change your emotions to think of something else. And I did that for a while. Like, I didn't didn't own that right away. That's something, like, I remember we talked about, and I was like, oh, man, that's not a big deal. Like, we were just having fun. Right. And it took me a while to realize, like, that's not, that's not behavior that I take part in. I'm better, I'm better than that. I hold myself to a higher standard. I hold myself to a far higher standard than that. And that's something that, and that's the thing. It's like, is that regret? I, do I regret it? Yeah. But I don't regret it because I did it. I regret it because of it's against my standards. It's not the action I regret. It's the representation of the action. So a lot of people say live with no regrets. I, yeah, that's false. I, right. Yeah, it's false. I think that's a mistake because you looking back and realizing that that was not your standard is quite literally the only reason why you'll oh, yeah. make sure it doesn't happen again. And I think if, okay, fine. If you, if you want to say, I live without regrets, fine. Then we can rephrase it. And you can say, I use my regrets as lessons. I think everybody exactly. has regrets. Yeah, I, I, I use my regrets as lessons. Yeah, I think it's far better than saying, like, live without regrets. If you live without regrets, you're, you're, there's a good chance you're living without yeah, you know, not, experiences yeah. and lessons. <laughs> and lessons, and, you know? and you're and not gaining wisdom. I think it's one of those things like YOLO. Like, you remember when YOLO was a thing? You, oh, only, yeah, live you once? only live once? You only do live once, but it's not a reason to get blacked out drunk on somebody's bathroom floor. <laughs> it's, it's a reason to chase your dreams. <laughs> right, You know, exactly, or, or whatever, whatever that it is. Was one whatever of my favorite things you've ever said on I just, the podcast. I, I have Holy a couple, shit. I have a couple other things fire. quickly. Um, so we were talking about, and again, somebody who has been abused in the past, like sexual abuse, that is something that can lead to shame. Right. And that, this is proof that shame is something that you don't, like, you don't own it. It's not your fault, right? It's not your fault you were abused or you were sexually abused or whatever. It's not your fault. Right. So if it's part of your identity, you will feel shamed. You, you will feel, quote unquote, broken. Or, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility yeah. to make a life out of that. Yeah. Now, Kimberly Spencer came on the podcast and she mentioned how she was sexually abused and how the, the moment when she acknowledged 
the shame was mm-hmm. the moment she could move past it, forgive herself, and then that it is her responsibility to to figure out how to grow from that experience. Yeah. Even though it wasn't her fault, it is our responsibility. A lot of things aren't our fault, but it is our responsibility. I use my temper for an example. Like It's not my fault that I grew up in an environment where a, having a temper was common, but it is for damn sure my responsibility to acknowledge that and then improve it. Um, so, yes, I love that. I love that. And I, I'm sure we'll... Of oh, course, we're coming against the clock already. Jesus, um, I'm sure we'll go into. We'll try to quickly hammer more into that. But another thing is, if you find yourself, if you would consider yourself somebody who is self-conscious, there is a good chance you experience more shame than other people because your identity is different than somebody who, like, for me, like, like I said before, when I passed the test right. years ago, I thought I got lucky. Yeah. So I am self. I was self-conscious in that regard. So anything bad that happened to me, I would associate. As part of my identity. Right. She rejected me because of all of these things. Yeah, because I'm short or whatever. Right, whatever it is. Whereas it, when I passed the test, it was because I was smart. Right. Quote, unquote. Yeah. And both of them are just a story we're yeah. telling ourselves based on, a, it's a meaning we're right. associating to right. experience. So if, you, if you're basically owning things that aren't your doing, and obviously right. that's a fine line, but yeah. again, if, if it's not you, if you didn't do it and get the result, if it was done to you, and you're feeling a certain way about it, and you're feeling shame, you have to disconnect. And obviously it's easier, harder than just doing that. Right. Right? But that, you have to first become aware of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Like that's, again, that's what hyperconsciousness is all about. So, um, and then quickly, so yeah, self-blame. I wanted to say that. Like, it's self-blame. If you are self-blaming yourself for things that are out of your control, like if, if you and I, you know, got rejected for a speech. Right. And, and I assumed... See, in your head, you'd be like, oh, it just, it just didn't work. Yeah. In my head, I might think, oh, maybe they, they saw my speaker reel and they weren't impressed. Right. I'm not a good speaker. Shame. I'm going to feel all sorts of shame from there on out. So here's the thing, though. Both, okay, so on my end, let's say we get rejected for a speech. Kevin and I apply to a speech, a TED Talk, and we don't get it, okay, for the Hyperconscious Podcast. Kevin and I are, because of the drive to five, and me being on one extreme of self-confidence and him being on one extreme of low self-esteem, um, I'm going to think nothing of it. I'm going to think, oh, it just wasn't the right opportunity, potentially. Now I won't because I'm more aware of being the drive to five here. But my natural inclination is to say, oh, it wasn't me. It's just not the right opportunity. Your natural inclination is to say, oh, they don't want me because I'm not good enough or because my speaker reel sucked. Here's the thing. What if your speaker reel was bad? I wouldn't. What if our speaker reel was bad? I wouldn't fix it. I know. I know. So you have to understand which end you're, which end you're on yeah. and, and the, the downsides of each. So on my end, the downside of me thinking it's just not the right opportunity means that I don't take action to make myself better in terms of branding, marketing. Because what if my speaker reel is bad and I never acknowledge it because I yeah. think it's good? Yeah. Whereas with you... What's the downside of being on your end well, in that case? Thinking that, feeling shame, thinking you're not good enough. Right. So then you don't try you're to not gonna, apply yeah, again. You won't take shots. You won't take shots. Yeah. Right. So I'll take shots. I'll be willing to miss as many times as possible, but I'll never adjust my shot. Yeah. You'll never take the shot because you think you suck. Yeah. So you got to understand which side of this you're on. On one end, and again, you're very, very, very self-confident. And you usually are very optimistic and you think things are going to go usually better than they actually go. So you always try. That's my end. That's great. But you have to prepare and you have to adjust and you have to be hyper-conscious of the fact that just showing up is not enough, especially if you're late. Yes. Right? Yes, 29 On Kevin's minutes. end, you have to make sure 
that you don't stop yourself from trying because you're you don't think you're good enough or you think you know because you passed a test you just got lucky that's not true both people are telling themselves a story on one end of the drive to five extreme extreme end the 10 the person thinks that they are great by default that is not true competence must precede confidence on kevin's end we'll call it a zero on the drive to five zero to ten here you think you suck by default also not true both are extremes and i think that shame is going to be an emotion that will trigger us to do something people on your end are going to feel more shame people on my end aren't going to feel any yeah and i genuinely believe that every negative emotion is a catalyst to trigger positive change in either our perception or our behavior in other words before i got here i was late today and i called kevin up and i said listen man i have to fix this I was at a millionaire mentor meeting last night. I was 20 minutes late to that. Today, I'm going to be 20 minutes late again. I ended up being 29 minutes late. And I said, dude, I have to fix this. I felt shame. In my identity, I'm, I want to be a world-class podcaster. I want to be a world-class friend. I want to be a great person. I felt ashamed that I was not living up to my own standard of wanting to be punctual. So feeling that negative emotion... I called Kevin and I said, I'm going to change this. That's a positive change. You can either change your perception or your behavior. If I had changed my perception of, oh, it's okay to be late, it's no big deal, rationalize it, in this case, I'm going to change my behavior. So shame is a negative emotion that you can turn positive as long as you make a positive change in the way you look at it or in the way you behave. Well, it's ownership. And I, we, I know we've talked about that in the past. We've talked about ownership. But again, you, again, you and I were talking before this episode and I said, okay, so... My insecurity about height, what is that? I'm not embarrassed because it's part of my identity now. It's mm. part of my identity that I always, I always know that. I always know that I'm short. Right. Right? So is that, am I ashamed of it? I don't know. That's something I have to figure out. I don't know. Um, I don't, we don't have the time now to do it because I don't know how long <laughs> it would take. But it's one of those things where it's like, what am I going to do about it? Either, either I let it control my life or I, or I make the shifts possible. And I've been trying to make every shift I can, becoming aware getting out of my comfort zone, like, it is what it is. And like you said, maybe what if you were taller, would you have the drive you have? Would you have the chip on your shoulder? Would you be resilient? Would you have all these things? Mm. I don't know. I don't know, but I, would I do know. you wouldn't have the drive you Probably have. not. Yeah. Probably not. But if you're listening, maybe you are ashamed of a certain character trait. Maybe you are ashamed of a certain physical trait. I don't know. But I know that there's not a day that goes by where I don't think about me being short. So if that's me being ashamed, I'm right there with you. We can figure this shit out together for sure. Um, but I, I don't... It shouldn't control your life because if it does, then, then that's where you're going to end. Like, let's say Kevin didn't ask a girl out because he was short. That means that the shame of being short or that feeling is holding him back from potential. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you real quick so i have four questions written out i'm gonna hammer them at you and then you give me your answers real fast to wrap this episode up because the timer already went off. oh yeah what is shame really do you think now after contemplating it and again this is a contemplative episode we don't we're trying to figure out how to leverage these words how to use them to be more effective in our own lives and what they kind of what we thought they mean versus what they really mean and kind of integrating the more we understand things, the, the better we're going to be able to operate. So I think it is a negative association to a character attribute Ooh, is what I think it is. Wow. 
I, I, I can that. all I can go back to is the father thing, man. Like I, I can imagine in my consciousness if forty years down the road I was a dad who wasn't there for my kids the way I would feel. And I think I would feel shame. Like I just that would be my identity. My identity would be that dude who wasn't there for his kids. And I can't all I can think of is shame. Let's Terrence, he came on the podcast, episode seventy four, Terrence McMahon, one of our mentors. He said that when he had liver failure, he was ashamed. Ashamed of being an alcoholic. Yeah. He felt shame. Now, what did he do with that shame? He transformed himself. For sure. He recreated himself. And now he has a whole movement on your, being your superhero self and recreating yourself. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do. But, like, it's what you do with the shame, I think, that really matters. Yeah. I think the problem is most people, not most people, a lot of people won't do anything with the shame. Because once, once something Just gets intertwined there. in your identity, you don't, sometimes you forget. Right. What we think of on a normal basis becomes normal. Right. Unless we shift. And then we unless we shift that it. it's not a part of us. Yeah. It's, it's something yeah. we can shift, right? Um, so the next question is, how do we know when we are experiencing shame? Oh, wow. I th- again, man, it's all about self-awareness. You have to figure out, like, number one, did I always feel this way? Mm-hmm. Number two, what, what, are the ac- like, what are the actual things that are making me feel this way? Is it something that I have done? Or is it some sort of thing that I am kind of creating a false meaning for? Right? Like... Again, going back to if if somebody commented on this episode and said, "Wow, Kevin, you can't speak. You're a terrible speaker," and I allow that into my consciousness, I might feel ashamed every time I talk. I might that might become part of my identity, even though it's not true. Interesting. How many people have I have told me that I'm a great speaker? <laughs> right. Many. Many. <laughs> but the only one you you really hear is the one who's. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's possible. I, right. Yeah. Right. So I I think I think it, honestly it, it has you have to be as hyperconscious as humanly possible. Right. So how do you know that you are ashamed of the way you acted in the car when you were making jokes at someone's expense? Because to me, that is, that is not my character. That, that is not my character. I have a very high standard when it comes to my character, when it comes to my, my core and, and moral beliefs, and that's just not in line with them at all. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. How do you know it's not? Digging deep. Yeah. Um, I felt bad about it. Okay, right. It wasn't yeah. regret. It was like, Kev, you're better than that. Right. It's not even like, oh, I wish I could go back and fix it. It's not even that. I wish I didn't do it in the first place. Yeah. Me knowing that I did it, going back and fixing it doesn't mean anything because I still know I'm capable of doing it. Right. And n- now the only reason why you won't behave that way is because you did oh, and, massive and, and pain. learned massive what... Massive pain. Right. Massive pain. So the next question is, what are the downsides of allowing shame to continue on unchecked? I think it's just like having a limiting belief, which we're going to do a course about uh, after this episode. But limiting beliefs control you. And if they're not accurate, you're living an inaccurate life. You're living right. a life that's based on things that aren't even true. You're following directions that don't exist. They're, they're things that you created. Yeah. You're following the walls that you literally created or other people threw at you and you were like, oh, well, that's What's a good example? place for a wall. Example of that. What's um, a limiting belief you've had? I'm stupid. I'm not smart. I'm not intelligent. Oh, that's such bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's not true at all. But I thought I thought that for a long time. I thought that for a long time. Wow. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I didn't do because I didn't feel competent in school because I didn't care because yeah the society says school right. equals smart. Yeah, and you weren't, yeah. You weren't. I didn't go to college. Good at sm- right. I was like one of the only people, still one of the only people I know that didn't go to college. Hmm. Interesting. And the last question: What do we do about it if we, we're in shame? We're feeling shame. Yeah. We're feeling ashamed. What do we do? Okay, so first we have to target. 
and understand and comprehend why we're feeling shame, what the shame is we're feeling. Right. And then you have to figure out how to disassemble it. For me, if it's my height, guys, you have to accept it. there's nothing I can do unless I get stilts or I get my legs broken again a couple inches, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so what are the positive things about being short? I'm sure there are a lot of them. I just haven't, fi- I haven't figured them out yet. Your hunger, your drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would argue you wouldn't have half the drive you have if you didn't have grow up maybe feeling feeling short. I got this chip on my shoulder. Right. I have a chip on my shoulder. If there's something about you that you don't like and you can't change, because there are things that we cannot change. Right. I, we don't like the word can't, but there are things that are very close to impossible to change. And therefore, you must accept them. You must accept them. Become aware of them. Yeah. And then accept Why them. does it have to be a negative? That's where you change your perception instead of your behavior. Yeah. You can't change your behavior no. with your height. You can no. only change your perception. And why does it have to be a bad thing? Right. Why do I have? To, why does that association with my identity have to be a negative one? I'm short, so I'm not as valued. Right. You know what I mean? Why? <laughs> yeah. Right. Why does it have to be? Because I, I made it that way. Yeah. Exactly. So if I made it that way, I can unmake it that way. Everything's up here, man. I know everything everything's is. Up everything here. is. Change the way you think. Change the way you live. Some would say. Okay. So what's an example? And this will be the last thing. What do we do about it if it's not something? What if it's something you can control? Then you you got to figure out why you haven't been controlling it and you have to try to tie something of meaning to it to change it. Right. Like you, again, you talked about you being late. Yeah. You can control that. It's just a matter of behavior. It's a matter of repetition. It's a matter of attaching something more valuable than, you know, what you have to it. And that's all it is. And then failing forward. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. You have to decide. You You have to want. Yeah. But one of, the, one of the most powerful statements anybody I've ever heard anybody say is, I decided. Right. I decided that today was my last day drinking. Right. I decided that I was going to be a better person. I decided that... that I wasn't going to be late. Right. Right. Whatever I, it is. I said that when I came in here. Yeah. Today. I decided. Today. Guys, yep. if you've never said that, I decided I'm going to start my fitness journey. I decided that I'm going to be a better person. I decided that I'm going to become wealthy. Decide first and then take the actions and, you know, that's the beginning. It is in our moments oh, of decision that our life is shaped. I decided to be more punctual. Folks, this was a fire episode. I decided that we need to end this episode because we are 25 minutes in, and I set the um, <laughs> timer for eight. So, Why did you set it for eight? Well, because we were already four minutes in when I set the timer. Oh. <laughs> but it's going to be fine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed recording. Like Alan said, we have a very special Scratching the Surface episode. What are we doing it on, Alan? Raising your standards. This is one of my favorite topics ever. Um, the only way to change your life ultimately is to raise your standards. And I would argue that sometimes shame can be a catalyst to raise your standards for yourself. So we are getting ready to record that. We hope... Um, you have a great, what day is it if they're, if they're hearing this? Wednesday. Right. And we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye.